Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. I'm Larry D. Here with my co-host Vince. Vince. Hey, welcome back. Glad to be here. Got some interesting stuff to talk about tonight. That's right. Tonight we're going to talk about the Nazca lines, but before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button so that you can always get the latest of our content. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can get in contact with us at late night with Larry 45 at gmail.com. That's right. Now, like he said, we're going to be talking about the Nazca lines tonight. And for me, this is what started it all for the whole Nazca area. This was my first introduction to Nazca Peru was when I heard about these lines. Right. And I've heard about the Nazca lines. Uh, it's I'd say the first time I heard about them was probably about 15, 15, 17 years ago. So it's been a while since I've heard about them. And uh, I first heard about them on the, the History Channel. Okay. Yeah. On, uh, on what's it, ancient aliens. Right. So they exposed me to them. So I, I got interested. So I went on YouTube and I found everything I can about them and, and did my research and Googled them and binged them. And it's interesting what those lines do. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And, and if you guys research it for yourself, in Nazca, it just, that's like a, a hot spot of stuff that has happened in history that we're just barely discovering. It, it is. I mean, a few episodes ago, we talked about the, the Nazca mummies, which that's, uh, that's right there in that same area where these lines are. And that's been a hotbed of topic from the alien controversy to to the lines and how the lines line up with certain coordinates located on the map uh, but what's interesting is the shapes that these lines made you know a monkey uh, a bird a spider yep and like they said, wh who would make these lines and for what reason? Because uh, if you look them on the ground, they're just a line of rocks. You can't even you can't even tell. The only time you could tell what they are is when you're airborne. Right. Now, these lines were uh, supposedly created uh, over a thousand years ago. Right. And uh, we didn't really know what they were until the age of the airplane. That's right. I don't think anyone even realized what they were. You know, I don't. I don't even, realize they were there. I don't even think, uh, let's say, the beginning of the century, that that people were flying over and paying attention, because it was only recently, like I'd say, in the forties and fifties, when they started doing the archaeological digs around, you know, that area. That, right. That they really got brought out. Well, it, uh, it was probably somebody flying over there on vacation or something and say, hey, that's cool. When did they do that? Right. They probably, And they probably ask some of the locals, hey, when did you guys make these? And they're like, make what? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and here, the thing is that they're so, they're done at such an elevation that, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Right. And, and uh, these lines, they say some of them are a mile long. Right. And uh, you could only see the, the whole drawing from the air now, around the drawings, there's, uh, I don't know if you've watched uh, the documentary, but there's shattered pottery. No, um, th that's a first. I mean, I've watched documentaries, but I never heard that there was shattered pottery around them. Okay, now, at, at the base of some of the drawings, uh, there's like mounds of rock. What, what they have buried underneath, it, it looks like altars. 
but but the rock wall that was built around the altars they they have like uh seashells uh parts of uh, what is it the crayfish the the hands oh yeah uh, you know, stuff you'd only find around the ocean. Right. Now, one theory was is they, they brought that stuff up from lower elevations because that was a place of uh, maybe sacrifice or prayer where they're praying for rain. Right. So they brought something from the water, you know, to as offer. an offering. Yes. As a, on, that makes sense. Come from the water to bring us water. Right. Now, of course, all this is only theory, but it's it's interesting. And uh, like you said, some of the, the drawings, there's one of them is like a flying person tethered to a monkey. Right. You said the, the what was the other ones? Uh, there's a, there's like a bird. A bird. like a, It looks like a hummingbird, it, right? Right. It looks like a hummingbird. And then there's a spider, which, yeah. you know, it could possibly be a tarantula because it's a thick spider but right. but nonetheless it's a spider and, and there and there's other drawings like there's one uh has some kind of symbolism i guess like i don't know if it's a staff or what you know they used to decorate them on top like the priests right but it, it looks like one of those right uh what do they call that there there's a word for that staff i i learned it when i was doing my ancient egyptian civilization class but anyway it'll come back to me right but it's just the, the, the ankh Okay. The unk. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the drawings they vary from animals to insects to uh, just lines and regular drawings, but it it's just interesting. Even if it was a place of uh, sacrifice or offering, just w- what made them draw certain things and and how did they do it so precisely? Right. That's my thing. But here's the question, and I'm going to ask you because I have my theory. But why do you think they drew those lines? Oh, you know, to be honest, I don't know. Unless there was somebody visiting them who could see them from above. Right. Now, even if the alien theory is not true, how else? I mean, they might want to draw them. Maybe they thought the gods could see them. Well, that's that's a good theory. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that that there were at one time some visitors coming down from the stars to visit them. And I think that these were symbolic of certain areas where maybe uh, like the natives have totems, the significant. Right. I think this was their type of totem that each, each insect had a significant meaning. I don't know what it was, but they do. And maybe, the sky visitors did right now there was one a flying person tethered to a monkey right. and that was interesting because you watched the documentary about bigfoot and how it's tied in with aliens so right that kind of refers to that in a way you know you could connect the dots if you want it it, it does but i am I'm, I'm i'm having I, I don't know if i'm fully buying into the bigfoot and alien ordeal but i i will buy into that there was intelligent life because of course the Nazca mummies, and in that area also the the Star Child was found. Right. And you know what the Star Child is, yes, right? Yes. So, so I mean, look at those skulls. Uh, even the Nazca skulls, um, those ain't human skulls. Right. And I don't know. Maybe that was a, a landing pad. Who knows? Yeah. Well, they say some of those lines and some of those pathways they did look like landing strips and they said some of them might even uh coincide with like constellations well they do but like i said and some of them line up with some of the parallels of of the earth right or, or 
uh, kind of like the pyramids are all along one axis and align with Orient and yeah so it's it's interesting I mean we're never really gonna know all we can really do is hypothesize because there's no one around to ask right and and these Nazca lines uh they're, they're just barely starting to <clears throat> fully document them and preserve them they uh it, it, it's just crazy how I, I just don't understand how they did it without help from above. Because if you and me were to go outside with the shovel and just draw lines, say, maybe uh, 500 by 500 feet, even if we're just going to do a simple box, right. we'd really have trouble lining it up. We really would. And even today, we would have to use our precision lasers to do that. And I don't think we could build them. As precise as they did we'd have some type of little curve deviation even with the tools we have today yes and well with no tools like they did ours would it look like a kindergarten drawing it, it would and it is amazing how they built them why they built them but it's one of those things that one of the mysteries that's on this earth that we will never know right now the the nazca people disappeared Oh, I don't know, 700 AD, something like that. Right. And one theory was they they left the area because the weather was changing. Everything was changing and there was a lot of landslides. Right. So that's why they left the area. And and they say they're the dependents, or not dependents, the descendants of the people who were at Machu Picchu. And and there again, uh, Machu Picchu, uh, the uh, Aztecas, the Mayans... All these tribes, they just disappeared. Where, yeah. did, where did they go? I mean, if we go around some of these archaeological sites, and like they've said, where are the graveyards? Right. There's Now, did they disperse into modern-day tribes, modern-day society, or were they taken away? Well, we don't know. But still, there should be remnants showing uh, where they traveled, how they traveled. Right. Uh, people and, die along journeys, and there'd be... And people would say, hey... I'm from the Mayan or whatever. I'm a Mayan. That's my ancestors. We did this and right. that. And okay, let's bring it to our state now. Chaco Canyon. That's that's another question that was asked. That's kind of like Nazca. Yes. You know, they built this immaculate, perfect structure that that archaeologists are like, how did they build this and so precise? Right. And uh, there again, they said, and who lived here? And where did they go? Because right. there, there again, there's no graveyards. There's, there's no sign that people inhabited it, and that normal life took place around it. And that's one thing they look for is, you know, where, where did they do their business? Where right. did they bury their dead? You know, there's, so there's, there's some mysteries on this earth that I'm gonna say, you know, they're out of this world. Right. <clears throat> right. They, I believe they are. <clears throat> now, if you believe in aliens, UFOs, you know, that's up to you. But, I mean, to think we're alone here is kind of silly. Right. And uh, these people who have done these things, they they built these structures, they built these lines. I say they had to have help somewhere. They did. They did. And if you take it down to, uh, in Nazca itself, some of the ancient ruins, how they said these were built by the gods and they were... They were kind of like the uh, the Mayan temples and whatnot, built so precise with stone, you can't even get a paper in there. And they said, 
they said, and once the gods left, we could tell because this was built by the other generation. Right. It's not as precise. And then, so there were, if you look at Ali Marzulli when he's down there, they definitely talk about this stone structure. And then they built on top of that one. And as they built up, it just, it didn't get as precise. And, right. You know, so they're saying they were trying to imitate what, they were taught or what they seen right they were trying to imitate it but they say the gods built those stones and they do say even the pyramids are so precise the fit is so tight you can't fit paper in there no now they must have had not only uh advanced mathematics but how would they cut something so perfect well like they were saying that that would have taken something like they hypothesized and say it would taken like a a powerful laser tool to cut through that rock so that as it's cutting, it's melting and bonding it together. And uh, I, I believe that we have that technology now because uh, you hear about these deep underground bases, the dumbs as they call them. Right. And uh, supposedly the, uh, the builders, uh, I guess it, we would say the, the black ops people, you know, Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, as they use these big boring tools, those tools don't dig the dirt out. As they go in turn, they they heat up to where it liquefies the the rock around it. So at the same time, it's like concrete. It's digging, but using the same dirt to liquefy it and seal that mm-hmm. in that cabin. And <clears throat> supposedly you could drive from Dulce to Los Alamos, to Albuquerque, to these bases. You could drive nationwide underground. Right. Now, I, I have a friend. I work with him now, and he worked for a company in, uh, I want to say it's in Los Alamos, where they were part of the ones digging tunnels underneath. Now, they each company had a little section to do. No one company had more than one plan because right. they don't want anyone to know you know what's the structure what's really happening down there right so they'd bring in different companies okay you build this section another company you build this section so everyone's pretty much in the dark but i I never really asked them how it was done well i i've seen some of these boring tools and and i know they have bigger ones but i've seen the small ones that uh let's say elon musk and those guys were going to use for the hyper tunnel right and it's amazing what that tool does uh elon musk has just recently been brought into like this party of the grand scheme probably like the the world elite right uh because of his work with uh spacex you know his company and they say space colonization space travel that's gonna have to go private because they're the ones that are making it happen they have the money right uh nasa may be just a cover-up but you know nasa's doing what nothing well they're doing nothing in the public eye in the public eye but look at spacex you know he He's already launched his rocket and it's dropped cargo off at the International Space Station several times and he reuses it. Have you ever seen one of his Falcon X's yes. come back? Yes. Isn't that that's amazing how we reuse those boosters. They land them out at sea or the first time I saw that I was like, Now that is crazy. Yeah. Where in the past when NASA does it, it's just wasted. It's wasted. It burns up in the atmosphere because yeah. they don't know how to bring it back. Right. But that's... Anyway, we may be getting a little off subject, but... <laughs> well, it's it's same because we're talking about outer space and the Nazca lines, and I do believe they had help. I do, too, because everything there is built so precise, but 
once again. Now, now to get back to what I, I touched on earlier about the shards of pottery. Right. There's shards of pottery everywhere along those drawings. Right. Now, they're they're precise. It, it's not like just the the wind eroded pottery and it broke up. It's they were intentionally thrown on the ground and shattered. Now, their one theory what they were talking about was that, like I said, they go have offerings maybe for rain or water or whatever. Right. And that was just, you know, their pottery, their prized pottery, they'd offer it up to the gods and break it, you know, so no one else could use it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to look into that because I've never heard of the pottery around them. Yeah. I've just always been intrigued by how could people on the ground build these precise images, you know, and back then when you couldn't pricey, if they were done a mile away, you don't you you can't tell your neighbor move the line over, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's amazing. I I don't know if uh, how they would even do it from outer space. Maybe uh, they would they could put like little waypoints, little dots, or whatever. It's just in, intriguing how it was done. It, it's interesting. I would like to know how it's done, but there again, like I said, it's a mystery. I'd like to know how a lot of things were done on this earth. But I guess I'll never know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the secrets went, they disappeared with these tribes that disappeared. They did. And, you know, I I hate when people think that us modern day humans are superior in knowledge to the tribes back then. I'm like, you got you to gotta be kidding me. Right. You Look at what these people built. They knew where every star in the sky was. And we we're just relearning some of the stars that they said they already knew that were there. Right, and and for instance, like the Nazca people, they're famous for their aqueducts. They right. had they had uh, tubes under the ground to transport the water for them. It's, it's not like the Roman times where the aqueducts were up, you know, in the open. Right. They had it was like plumbing. I mean, they figured that out a long time ago, and right now we got people here in New Mexico without plumbing. Right. Look, look at on the Navajo Reservation. We can't even figure out how to get them running water. Right. So you're going to tell me that we're superior than them? Yeah. Doubt it. I doubt it. Doubt it. And you're right. Uh, the Romans did use aqueducts that were above ground. Um, and was that efficient? No, you know. But it was, it was learning. It was something new. It was, and uh, you know they probably lost a lot of moisture to the sun and evaporation, and right. But I'm sure that fool who used to carry the jugs of water is like, I don't care. Their <laughs> <laughs> jobs are carrying. Eh? Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I I get it, but but I just think they did things so much efficient. Even their farming, and they lived in these arid climates. Uh, you know, the mines lived in these jungle climates, but yeah. The building materials that they got, it's like some of the stuff they used to build their structures were miles away. And you're like, yes. well, how did they get this there? How did they get the material there? Right. Never mind how they built it so precisely. How did they get it there? Right. Right. Like some of those stones in Nazca, they're, they're what, miles and miles away, that type of stone. Yeah. So how did they get it there? And, and now that we're talking on the subject of Nazca and the Nazca lines, the, the stones that they were cut, the big, uh, uh, I forgot what, the monoliths is what they call them. Mm -hmm. uh, look how precise those were cut and the grooves cut into them. Right. There were grooves within grooves and, and they were precise. And they're saying, we can't do that today. 
We we don't have cutting tools that'll do that today. Right. And how did they have them? That's what I'm saying. How did they cut those so precise? And one theory is some of those big monoliths that are leaning, they said, these didn't fall over. They were built this way for a purpose. And they say, just think of uh, like on an aircraft carrier, we want to get a plane off. We got to we gotta give it a base to thrust and, and push off of. Right. So they're thinking that these were landing pads for little craft so that when they're ready, they thrust off and and that gave them the support to push off right yeah so i mean there again it's just hypothetical thinking right but but you never know i mean wouldn't it be great to have a time machine and go back and see this oh man it would be it would be it would be great uh i I don't know if i you'd probably be amazed at you'd you know, you're like, whoa, so this is how they do it. Right. And and we can't even go to the moon again. <laughs> right, exactly. And But I'm sure we'd probably see some stuff that we don't want to see. We might. We might, but. Yeah, like uh, that girl from Total Recall with three boobs. Well, that would be horrible. <laughs> you're like, wait, I'm used to two. What do I do wait, with the third? Wait, marry me. <laughs> Uh, you'd be like sea cups or bees huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway anyway back to the yeah, lines anyway but now it's amazing what this earth holds and some of the mysteries and i just i get amazed because no matter how hard i think i know i'm still miles off how, how they accomplish their task right but but the thing is you know people need to research this people need to know the true history. I mean, this is stuff they don't teach us in school. Uh, they, no. I don't know. The more you learn, the more you know that they're they're hiding a lot of stuff from us. They are, and you know, and if you research this and you do it with an open mind, you're gonna have questions about uh, just just the Nazca skulls. Wh- who were these people? Why were they born with the skulls like this? Why are their skulls different than our skulls? And uh, you're going to have questions and you know sometimes they don't want you to know because once again I'm going to say it 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 may shake the faith of so many people look at this little pandemic we're going through right now and so many people got shaken that they're hoarding and they're they're fearing right right you know it's like and and if if they were to bring forward like the skulls and stuff you're right it would shake people's foundations it would shake their religious foundations right and let's be honest what keeps people uh, honest? What keeps people on the right path today? It's not the laws. No, it's, it's their religion. Their religion. Religion controls the masses is what they've always said. Right. But, you know, and, and that's fine. I, I, you could have your religion, but you should still also have an open mind. Right, right. And, and just look. Look at all the exoplanets we're finding now. Uh, last, last count I did, there were over 10 exoplanets that they said, that are like Earth that could possibly host life. Yes. And that's just in our galaxy. Right. And there's hundreds of galaxies, if not millions or billions of galaxies out there. So. Right. Who knows there's not uh, other people on other planets. Who knows these ancient civilizations that disappeared aren't on another planet like that. That's what I'm saying. Because the, the, the... if there is extraterrestrial involvement, they may have said, well, this uh, group of people, they get it. You know, they they live peacefully. They can handle our technology. 
let's take them to the next step. Right. And and that's possible. And if they are that smart, you know, then why why couldn't they figure out how to bend the the time space continuum? Right. To bend it and just be here like that. Or like like the movie Stargate. Right. Yeah, that's that's bending it. Yeah. Right. And I mean, uh, who knows there aren't portals here that we don't know there are portals. That's right. We don't, you know, we we don't we don't even know what's out in some of these uncharted right. wilderness lands, you know. We 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 have not explored this whole earth. We've only explored what we wanted to. Right, exactly. We we haven't even as far as the ocean, we've only barely scratched the surface. That's right. And so. as far as like our mountainous areas, our forests, we've only scratched the outskirts. That's right. We we have not really fully looked at every cranny of this planet. Right. But it's interesting what's out there. Um, I ask the audience to keep an open mind and do your research. And, and you you may be shocked that you're going to be surprised at what you find when you start digging into uh, these rabbit holes. Right. But you'll be intrigued. And yes. like we've said in the past, we're not out to shake anyone's foundation because our, our religious foundation is definitely not shaking. No. But we are seekers of the truth. Right. And it's just interesting subjects, you know. Well, here's my thing, like I've always said. I believe that there is a God. He's the creator. But that doesn't mean he just created us. Right. You know what I mean? So even if there is extraterrestrial life out there that's visiting this planet, they too were created by someone. Right. And and if, if you read the Bible, there's God has created others before. And they didn't meet the standard, so they're gone. Yeah, well, he he wiped them out, you know. Uh, right, not to say that the aliens were, you know, not to his standard. It just, I mean, he he's God. He could create more than one thing, you know. Maybe they're just more peaceful, and they've learned how to live in harmony. Right. Without being violent, malicious, jealous, stingy. But who know who knows how long their civilization civilization has been going for them to achieve that? Right, that's true. And and that might be one of the reasons they're visiting us is watching how we develop. Are we going to be harmonious with everyone else in the galaxy, or are we going to be a problem? Especially now that we're getting into the space exploration. And I think that's what scares them because we've already proved that we're not afraid to use an atomic bomb. Yeah, and and that could that could be a big problems for for other races in space other peaceful races that's right so and look at what the there's all kinds of theories with the coronavirus i mean if if the th some of the theories are true we're at least not afraid to use that <laughs> that's what i'm saying we can think of 101 ways to kill each other but we can't think of one way to live in peace right we just can't we, that's just our nature, or as the Bible says, our fallen nature. Right. Uh, it's our nature to kill each other and destroy. That's right. So, you know, sometimes we're no better off than the chimpanzees. But do your research, people. Get online and Google the Nazca lines. Watch some documentaries and come up with your own conclusions. And, and if you have something that you think will intrigue us and we'd like to hear. Right. Like I said. Get in touch with us. And I gave you the wrong email at the beginning. I gave you 45. It's 55. It's late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And the Nazca lines are a great starting point 
just for the whole Nazca area. That's right. It's very interesting, and and those are some cool drawings, I'll admit. They are, but they're going to leave you wondering like they left me. Why did they draw them? What do they mean? I know they have a significant meaning because you can't see the detail until you're high in the sky. Right. Remember, people, be your own seeker of truth. That's right. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.